Ninja and Drafty can kiss my in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 157 of The Guardian Hub, where you can kiss sins, and where we talk destiny, interview guests, and talk about our love of the game. That's a little clip from the pre-show, maybe. I don't know if you're going to keep it in or not, Sin. <laughs> yeah, it's debate. I usually don't keep that initial part in, but maybe I will this time for context, if mm-hmm. I remember. Sometimes I don't remember. I'm just, I just listen for the beginning, cut, splice, enter, process, blah, blah, blah. I know. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what's new? We we are here for another podcast talk about Destiny, and there's a big twab, but before that, uh, anything going on with you in the world, the life, in the land of West Virginia? Mountain Mama definitely took me home. Um, I would say nothing new, really. I did post in the uh, group up chat... Uh, I was I was going to plan on doing some GMs, but I got caught up uh, going down a rabbit hole of looking to sell my car. Because I, I, have I have this work truck that I don't have to pay for, and I'm sitting here paying a monthly payment on a car that's sitting around, and we're paying insurance on it. And, you know, with coming out of the car business and the income not what it was in the car business, it's time to, like, start cutting some uh, debt out of my life. So I'm looking in ways. I, I posted my car on Marketplace, and... I've gotten no like local buyers. They've all been car dealerships looking for my car. Every car lot. I've probably had six, seven of them within 24 hours message me saying, hey, what about the VIN? I'm from so-and-so. Here's what I'll offer you. And then I tell them that somebody else offered me more. Then they go back and they're like, well, let me see if I can get you better. Um, a car market, wow. It's, it's strange. Um, I redid, uh, I don't know if you have a CarMax around there, Kingsley, but CarMaxes are pretty popular because they give uh, buyers typically the most money for their vehicle. I did a CarMax on my car last month and did it again today, and it's $1,400 higher today than it was even a month ago. And um, you actually see that reflected in actually when you go to buy a car as well. My gosh, some of these vehicles are going for what they were brand new but they're used with 40 or 50,000 miles on them. Like it's, it's insane. Nice. That's awesome and all. I guess you just better hope you keep your job, right? With the one that gives you a truck, a company car. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, for me at this point, my thought was, you know, if something does happen, I say, screw it. I don't really like it. This is just not my cup of tea. I'll go buy a junk car because I don't need anything fancy. And plus I don't want to, I don't really want the payment that I have. I've traded cars so much when I was in the car business. I had a I had a decent sized payment. It wasn't a three or four hundred dollar payment. It was more, more. We we'll just put it yeah. in that. No, way. I no that not a thousand dollars, but it's more, right? 
I, I have oh. a fairly newish car, so I, and I could get a lot of money out of this, but I don't want to sell it and then have no good options and or get a junk car. So I'm sticking with my good payments and my nice car. Right. But, uh, I, I get it. it. It works for some people. Uh, Same thing with houses, is, right? Like, yeah, I'm tempted I, to sell. I could have, I could come with like, come out of it with like 200K cash or something, but what am I going to do with that? You know what I mean? Like, not live somewhere else. I gotta find some other place. You know, you can move out of the country and probably be set for a while. Uh, Costa Rica or something, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. Why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I have my business here. Uh, Ninja in the chat says junk car, nice in West Virginia. Uh, I'll put that right next to those. Uh, your sister mama with no teeth. Got it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to make those jokes since I live here. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But other than that, what about you, Kingsley? What's new in the life of oh. Mr. Mag? Well, nothing too interesting that I can think of. Uh, I'll just probably talk about Destiny stuff. I'm trying to think of anything in life, but uh, nope, nothing too interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll do a weather update for FUD and Gator kind of a combo one here. I mean, it's warming up in Utah and our grass is very green and we've been getting some good rain here and there. So um, I've already mowed it twice and we've been sitting in like 60s and 70s. It goes down to the 40s some days of the week for the high, but more like 60s and 70s for the high. Right. And it's pretty all around in Utah right now. Mm -hmm. Would you say that it's Utah is soaking in good weather? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Just wanted to clarify. Just look up look what that means. <laughs> this is that's that's just save that for after dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, let's talk about Destiny. Uh how has Destiny been? Not not too much, uh, except for well, we can talk about Master Val was released, but before even that, like not too much else. But what have you been doing in the game? And we can talk about rating. At the end, I just I want to leave the master thing. We can talk about it at the end, but what else? Yeah, sure. Anything so, else in the game? Um, so leaving that part aside, uh, just regular rating. Um, done that. Offered to uh, help uh, Fubble up, uh, as we uh, coined a name, F up for him. I won't uh, I won't uh, let the cursing get away from me this time. But um, he wanted to get um, what was it? One K, thousand voices, and I offered to help. Just said, hey, you know, I'm not going to be able to talk during the podcast, but I can certainly help you run through it. I don't know if they're going to take me up on that offer, but I uh, might be able to get to do that while uh, podcasting here soon. Outside so of that, I've been doing here. That's what you're going to be doing. <laughs> that's what I'm going to be doing. Yes, thanks but outside for of <laughs> but outside of that, uh, strikes. I've been uh, trying to grind out strikes, a little bit of gambit, done a little bit of crucible. Um. That's really you have a lot of raids. Yeah. How many uh, where are you up to now for the newest raid? Thir- 32 wait, maybe? 30, 29? 32 maybe. I think 32. it's 32. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, Edifier. I'm trying to keep pace with Edifier as a uh, my Mendoza, not using anybody outside of the Discord. Uh, shout out to Dragosnov who has the most out of our uh, bot when they go mm-hmm. when they do the totals based on our whoever's registered in our Discord. 
But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to keep pace with Edifier. Uh, it's a good Mendoza for me, and I've never hit 100 uh, clears on a raid. And honestly, there's no triumph associated with it, but I, I, I'd, I'd love to, to do it once, along yeah. with some flawlesses. Speaking of Ninja and Edifier, I know you're in the chat. Schedule a flawless VOG soon. I want to get that done. So, yeah, um, you're up at 30. And um, one thing that's interesting about this raid, and we already have known, but it's annoying how it's bugged. Um, wait, no, you're up at, what's your number? I'm up at 30. You're up at, um, let's see, not that it matters. But my main point I was getting at, I, you know, have about 16 Sherpas. Yeah, you're at 33 right now. But that emblem is still bugged for a lot of people. And on the Bungie Rewards page, I can't pick it up, even though you're also at 16 Sherpas and you said you're able to pick it up. Yeah, I, uh, mine, I'm actually wearing it now, so I don't know if you're in-game, uh, but it's the one that I equipped. It's got I the, know what uh, it looks like. They show it to me in, but on the page, but I just can't get it. <laughs> yeah, one critique, though. Uh, I'll get that. In, I'll get the critique in a second. But yes, I was able to pick it up. I heard uh, not just you, but um, who was it? Oh, brain malfunction. About um, what? Sherpas or some other no, no. topic? Yeah, yeah. Who missed it? It was uh, Cato. Cato also did not get it, uh, from my understanding. And uh, he was showing that he had enough. But um, somebody else had mentioned, I can't remember who it was, that it might be bugged based on it might be counting something else as Sherpas, um, which I don't understand. Uh, well, no, we knew from even Bungie said something from the very beginning it was bugged. But then I was confused because I thought that um, they just weren't going to release it or something like that. I don't know what's going on. The, the whole thing is bugged. And then, yeah, for like Muffin, it shows for her two Sherpas. Certainly there's been more than that, right? Uh, you would think. You would think. Uh, I mean, we do. I mean, me, you, and Ninja, we tend to, we have tend to done this raid a lot together. So if it had been, it would have had to have been ones where maybe one of us wasn't in. Because I think we do run it a lot. <laughs> not, saying, not saying that's a bad thing, Ninja, but we do play a lot together. Pause. I want to give a shout out to a, um, a Tuesday crew I've been running some with. I didn't think it would turn into a regular thing, but Elmer Fudd has Traitor. been wanting me to be a partner with him Traitor. Like in the raid. Like he Traitor. loves me so much, and he doesn't love anyone else in the whole wide world as much as me. I know. I got to. Uh, I got a. I got a bone to pick with Mister Fudd. Mister Fudd, you've played with everybody out of GDC and TGH, except for me so far. You can't complain that, if you don't actually ask him sometime. <laughs> why I should not be the one to go and ask. I, don't I should feel I should care? feel somewhat entitled that at that point, if he's raided with everybody else, it would have been nice to say, hey, Sin, why don't you join up in this raid? Why don't we do an Elmer Fudd TGH GDC all raid? But no, <laughs> the I was not going to give your money back accident if they did a mistake, unless you ask for it. <laughs> you do have to ask for it, Sin. <laughs> I mean, I still have gotten to 33 clears without it. Not necessarily a bad thing. I just want it to be picky or Pick a bone. 
Pause. Well, I want to give a shout out. <laughs> it, it's been fun. It's been different people. Well, a lot of similar people each week, but different people also. But um, a lot of fun of uh, kind of just running with things. We we had um, uh, we had a crew this last week. Shout out to Gator and RNG Gator, <laughs> and uh, who was it? Also Admiral Nips, and um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Check Gator's stream if you want to watch it. Have fun seeing what uh, what we all may have done wrong at certain parts, uh, especially Gator. No, just kidding. <laughs> and have a lot of fun watching that. But no, it's been a lot of fun. And then we also have been doing some um, with some friends that we have normal Saturday night raids. Um, the the point I want to make those is everyone get raid groups, and we want to keep open things too. Okay, so just because I mentioned like don't have a normal crew you want to run with, you can post a, a thing saying, hey, I want to do the raid Thursday night's good for me or Tuesday nights, especially if you do it at least a few days ahead of time or a week ahead of time, you'll have a much better chance of people joining up. So, um, and then you can start running with people and then you might make more friends. And uh, we've had some new people too that we've been raiding with lately, like... Uh, Scoot and Squid and a lot of S names <laughs> and uh, a friend of Squid's. So um, I think it was Book Shoot. Yeah. So shout out to new people that we've met and uh, keep these raids coming. There's plenty of time to join up with different groups. Yes. Shout out to new friends and Elmer choosing Gator over me. No, he's choosing me over you, not Gator. <laughs> Gator's been in it too. So. I don't care uh, about you. What you're saying. <laughs> I think I think we bring Gator along for the lulls. <laughs> right? Poor Gator. I know. Poor Gator. We love you. And as uh, as we get through that, Des Raven, what is up and what is new with you? Yeah. I swear, one of, one of these times I'm going to make it on time with this. Uh, with this, I swear. Yeah. I said hi. Oh, okay. I thought Sin asked you what's new, and you're like, meh. <laughs> no, it's in a hello. Howdy. Um, Howdy. Hola. Uh, guten tag. Uh, gozimas. Um, I mean, we can dig it into Sin more right now. And, and yes, Des, you've been in a Elmer Fudd raid also. I know, right? Sin. I got invited before oh. Sin did. That's, that, now, that's the bad See, thing. I mean, that's yeah. my point. Des got invited. <laughs> he didn't ask. He just got invited. I'm, I'm going through my I, DMs here. Let okay, me, let me, I, hold on. Let me go through my DMs more than here. That, it really is. Des knows. Des, we we keep a relationship with Fud. We talk to him from time to time. Yeah, When's the last time. time you've told Fud ever you may want to raid with him or just other talk? Hmm. Do I, do, I, I? Okay, in all fairness, do I DM people? No. I don't really DM people. I have a hard <laughs> enough time keeping up with my own life in a Discord, multiple Discords, and I barely keep up with that. So, yeah, no, I don't do that a lot. And then you like to complain should about I, it when... <laughs> should I keep up? But yes, I'm going to complain. I'm going to hold this one on forever. Sounds awesome. Awesome. But I do have to give uh, Des some props. He said one time... When he, when he entered, he said, right, he said he's one of these times he's going to make it on time for the podcast. He actually was more on time for a raid the other day. 
And I was actually late. I pulled the Des that night. <laughs> that would you, you say that, but you are the one. <laughs> let, let me spill this whole can of worms that he's opening up right here. Um, so before the raid even starts, he mentions, oh, hey, I'll be on and run some things with you. An hour later, he's 15 minutes late for the raid and finally pops in. <laughs> yep. That goes back to me having a hard enough time keeping up with life in general. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got him. Oh. But anyway, yeah. yeah um, fantastical stuff. Um, new things. Uh, yeah, Danelle Murray, that was fantastical. Um, it's not super, super often I get to keep up with him, but yeah, just got a message from him. It's like, hey, buddy. And of course, the required tension between uh, me and an Elmer DM, uh, which cannot be released to the public except for perhaps on OnlySense. Uh, <laughs> three ninety nine. <Yeah. laughs> oh no, that, that free rights. They're to gonna that? have to pay for that one. Uh, yeah. you're, you're gonna have to pay for that stuff. I mean, that's uh, that's some heavy stuff right there. Anyway, <laughs> but anywho, uh, but yeah, so got to run that, which was fantastic, and that was. Yeah, because that was the raid that was like, that was the best exhibition run I've ever had in that raid. That was fantastic. I loved it. <laughs> we were one and done in ex- exhibition. Yeah. It's one of those encounters. Uh, that's why it's a lot of fun, too, still, I think, because unless, and there's still a little bit of this, like if we're running with several people that aren't familiar with it, and then if people start getting frustrated, like, we'll be chill usually, but then, you know, things can still happen where like, Oh, it's not going as well as we wanted. And then it can take lots of runs, but I actually kind of (laughs) love the variability of it. I love how sometimes it can be done in one run. And then other times we have to regroup and, and, uh, it's just, it's, it's a good encounter for sure. And we've even been doing a little bit of chaos here and there with it. And, uh, I've done a complete chaos run a couple times. I mean, you know, we still chaos just meaning we're not calling out ahead of time what we're picking up. But as long yeah. as everyone knows all the positions, then, uh, you know, it can work. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, it's, good Lord, it's like the first time when we started running chaos on uh, DSC. Yeah, right. I mean, at first it was somewhat hectic, but yeah, it just you, it's familiar. The raids are basically just familiarity, to be honest. Exactly. Or you can. You got to get your reps in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just got to get your reps in. It is true. Um, reps, reps, more meaning. Because see, I feel like sometimes people don't know what to look for when they think reps. They just think like they're running it over and over and they're shooting things, but. Reps in a raid means you're learning ad spawns almost more than anything else. And well, maybe second to the mechanics because you got to know the mechanics correctly. But if you can learn ad spawns and what weapons can take them down efficiently, then you're good. And, and know what other people are doing too. have situational awareness. So if you have someone else that's around, you know, you can push a little bit harder or if no one's with you, you got to look for that cover. It's not that hard, right? <laughs> just the basics. Exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, God. Uh, what else was there? Um, just did a raid two Wednesday, two, two, two Wednesday, Wednesday, Tuesday. 
one of those days. Um, that went pretty well. Uh, that seems to be what I'm doing in Destiny right now, is hopping on for a raid. Uh, uh, otherwise, the, the thing that shall not be named has still been consuming my life. Um, or not life, but free time. Yeah. Um, I did just pick up uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, so Ooh, nice. I'm kind of starting Excellent. to dive into that. Um, mm. Which I've, I've, yeah, I will say immediately though, it's definitely not. I mean, it's definitely a spinoff game for Borderlands. Uh, you can't fully expect Borderlands. Sure. And that's all I'll say about that. But yeah, <laughs> it's 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 cool though. It's nice. It, it definitely has the uh, the humor and everything. Yeah, well, and it has really good reviews. I, I interesting you bring that up. I almost considered getting that today for myself. I'm like, I guess I will hop back into for Horizon Forbidden West some more first. And so I hop some more into it today. <laughs> and then I forgot a lot of the things. And I was in a zone where I was a little underpowered, and then I got annoyed, and then I shut it off. <laughs> yeah. I'm not giving up on it. I, I'll hop back in and level up some more and go to an easier zone. I, I swear by it. Somebody told me with the uh, salvage contracts, if you can get through those, you will not yeah. be disappointed. Yes. Really? Yes. There is a reward at the end of doing them all that will be well worth it. All right. I mean, I run the, the technical side missions, but if you're that the salvage contracts are as important as side missions, then I guess I'll do those too. They're more important than the side missions. The side missions are added. They are less interesting, but it's worth it. Well, it's worth it for you to also check out the place I've been into in real life, because it means so much to me, saying you got to go back to that waterfall where you can walk behind the waterfall. Okay. I still don't. I, I went I'll back to that upper right at some point. Okay, you're gonna have to screenshot and like with a little like arrow pointing to the exact spot that I need to go because yeah, I did I actually jump back in um, at some point and did a couple side missions, but I was only in there for like maybe thirty minutes, just knocking out some side missions that were lingering. Um, I don't, I don't really have a lot, but if I if you don't consider like the collectibles, uh, do like if you don't. If we're not talking about like doing collectibles or those drone missions. Um, there isn't really a lot of side quests that I have left to clean up. All right, I'll, I'll draw it. I'll I'll give you the GPS coordinates one of these days. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, let's loop back around to the master raid talk real quick, and then we need to get to the TWAB. But uh, I was I was watching, and then I want to hear your experience since I know you hopped in a little bit. But and we don't have a lot of tips because it's. It's new, but I was watching streamers like Fallout and Datto run through it, and uh, it's interesting because kind of the word on the street is the weapons aren't worth it because you can craft, and the adept ones seem kind of pointless unless you just want the mods. But the encounters, we were able to see where the extra champs are and things like that, and it's doable. We need a lot of solar, uh, I would say, you were using Cartesian coordinate in the first encounter, Sin? Yes. Right, there a lot of solar shields? Yes. Yeah, so, so I'll get you the rundown. The opening, the opening portion, the 
moving the um, whatever it's called, that thing along and doing the scorn on the outside before you get to the first encounter. We got through that actually as a foreman because we were waiting for other people to join up. That part's not hard. I mean, you're, you're going to die a little bit yes, more than you would in a normal. So. Yeah. Um, because they are a little, 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 little harder to take down, but not much harder. The first encounter um, is definitely a check in making sure everybody knows the call outs. Everybody's on point and doing what, what their position or role entails. You're going to definitely need solar. Um, a Cartesian coordinate um, actually work twofold. Um, I really like fusions in general. My null composure has gotten 25, 26,000 kills on it. And Cartesian feels actually pretty good. I had never really used it up until now, just for the fact I needed something solar. Um, and I also used an adept auto rifle uh, that I got from the uh, GMs the other day. It is, oh, what it, which one is it? It is the, um, I'll tell you here in a second, the duty bound adept, which has a stunning recovery mod on it uh, or a perk of the stunning recovery. Stunning a champion partially refills your magazine, triggers health regen and improves recovery for a short duration, um, which I found super helpful because the glyph keepers inside that encounter, if you're the runner, the glyph keepers um are overload and when you pair a, a, that auto rifle with the overload mod you have the stunning recovery i was running a bubble i was able to pretty much stay alive in there i'd have my void grenade as a backup for overload stun you have the um the auto rifle for overload stun uh the auto rifle does good does pretty well with ad clear as well and i was able to take out glyph keepers and move on um so I, I found that that combination to work really well. The other enemies, the solar shielded, uh, what are they? The scorn captains or the yeah, yeah. Lots of the scorn, yeah, yeah. So you have a few of those that pop up with the solar shields. Cartesian does put in really good work in them, and the Cartesian help take down the adherence. Um, and it seems like the adherence to me did more damage on the uh, on the actual obelisks or the pillars than they would in normal. So it, it's super important to take them down quick as well. But yeah, I mean, if you're not on point with calling out, it's a tough encounter. Uh, now, again, we didn't try it normal. We did try it with challenge, which increased the difficulty because you have to juggle the um, unstoppables on all the locations to be able to take them down at the same time. That, I think, made that encounter worse than it really is. I, I think outside of doing that, if you take down the the unstops quick the encounter is doable i think i think this encounter is probably much easier than my first experience with vog the vog encounters to be honest mm. yeah did you find times where you were able to this was a theory of mine and I, what i saw when i was watching ebontis and following a couple of streams but it seemed super important like duh but getting the ads at their spawn the second they come in and then did you find times where you weren't able to do that because maybe someone was running or someone was down and then it just became a whole cluster? It was harder to get the ads down? Yeah, for us, because of the the challenge this week uh, with the unstops, it became more of a cluster when the unstops showed up. The ads were manageable outside of, outside of that. If you didn't have that unstoppable there, we could... Uh, the I was running with... Uh, 
Cato at one point and also Lucifer on my plate. Uh, we did switch things around a couple times just to try to get try to see if we get the momentum to get get the uh, challenge done. But you know, if you with both people running to the spawn locations, throwing a void grenade or using a uh, fusion or just putting some damage in on them, um, they were manageable. They, well, yeah, definitely. If you get them when they're first spawning in, I know they'll yeah. be manageable. Yeah, yeah. that's what and, I was thinking. But you can't always do that 100% well, especially when people need to start running. Now, yeah. did you do, because I have mixed feelings on this one, even though I prefer now on normal, whatever your pillar shows is where you run, even if it's across the map. Did you do that or did you do just running to closest rooms? Now, uh, Kato and I had a discussion about this after the fact. Um, we were doing the closest um, for the simple fact with the harder difficulty enemies, you also don't have radar. Um, which also became an issue if you were trying to locate the uh, the Taken Knights. We were doing the closest. Now, the thought that we were discussing after the fact is, was once you get a pillar complete, let's say the pillar gives you gift room, and then you get the light call out or dark call out and take down that glyph keeper. The only thing that I wasn't sure about and I haven't noticed before is does the unstoppable spawn at that location where that pillar is completed or is it a random spawn in the arena? Um, because my thought was is maybe going back to the runner does their own pillar might be the better way to run it, especially in this difficulty if that unstoppable spawns when that pillar is completed. So that way the runner when they come out they're there to be able to help handle ads while the defender keeps stunning the champion. Well, but we, we ran it closest and it just, we couldn't get it done. But there always has to be at least two unstoppables. Cause that's the whole challenge. You got to kill them at the same time. So if I don't think yes, they spawn in, out, but they spawn in one at a time. Um, but the debate was whether they spawned in on a random plate or if they spawned in at the pillar location out of that triangle. So let's say spawn gets their pillar complete. Does the unstoppable spawn there? Does it spawn in left or right? That's that's kind of where we weren't sure as how the spawn locations of those unstoppables played out. Um, and if they do spawn at the plate that gets completed or the side or section that gets completed, let's say spawn gets completed and that's where the unstoppable spawns, then the runner should really run their own pillar. So that way they can be back in order to help mitigate the unstoppable um, the, with the unstoppable being there and being able to help manage ads. Okay. But yeah, real quick, it, both still don't make sense to me and we don't have to go through it tonight because if they spawn at the place where you haven't gotten it yet, then that means three at the beginning and then like only one at the end, but you can't have one because with the challenge, you always have to have two or more. Yeah. You got to take them down at the same time. Um, so you, you're not saying it fully then you're not saying where they will all spawn. You're just saying where it spawns first. Well, where they, yes, basically where they spawn as the pillar is complete. So mm -hmm. if you complete spawn locations pillar, you get all three symbols. The glyph keeper goes down for that room that was called out from that pillar. Does spawn location, is that where the first unstoppable comes out? Or is that where the unstoppable comes out once that's completed? It doesn't matter if it's first or second because, right, each pillar, whichever the first pillar is, is all random. But mm -hmm. does the unstoppable spawn at at the pillar section that gets completed. So if the pillar sections spawn, does is that where the unstoppable spawns when that glyph keeper finally goes down? You mean first or at all? 
just when it when that pillar is completed. So At let's all? say, if it, yeah, yeah. So if if that, so, and I'm I'm pretty sure I'm explaining. It would have to be still because then yeah. if you have two pillars completed, using that logic, right. only one would come so, out, and then you could do the challenge. Well, what I'm saying is, let's say let's say the orders spawn left, right. That's mm-hmm. that's how the pillars end up being completed. Yep. First pillar spawn. You go through. You get light side in that in that room for that pillar. The glyph keeper goes down. The runner comes out. Does the unstoppable spawn there? And then let's say pillar two is left side. You get through that. You get the uh, left or right call out inside the room. The runner takes down the glyph keeper. The unstoppable spawns there. Right side. You get uh, down through that. You get the room. You get the call out. The glyph keeper goes down. The runner comes out. The unstoppable spawns there. So basically, as each section's pillar completes, that when that pillar completes, the unstoppable spawns in that area. That's kind of where, because I, I don't know if that's the case. If that's the case, then what I'm telling you is, run your own pillar so that way you have you have mm-hmm. both parties there to gotcha. mitigate ads. Yeah. I understand what you're saying now. Well, anyways, it'll be interesting to try the master some more, and uh, and we'll we'll have more, I'm sure, impressions and tips as we go along. On absolutely. that, absolutely. I think that's but, most I've talked about anything in a long time. Oh no, it's good. Long winded, <laughs> right, Des? <laughs> <laughs> All right, but it's going to be Des's turn next. <laughs> oh no! If you he, want to go through the twelve, Des, he's going to have to take a deep, deep breath oh, before spewing out some of that. It's girthy. It is indeed girthy. It is a big boy. Jesus. Big boy twab. There's no way yeah, we can read all of it. They said it was over 9,000 words. So I, whatever you wanted to, or just read it really fast <laughs> with no commentary. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's up to you. <laughs> there's so much here. I think I've finally read about halfway through because, hey, surprise, I didn't read through this one. Bum, bum, bum. Um, I didn't fully read through either, but yeah. I read through the first half and skimmed the rest because there was a lot of stats in there. That I, was, I was going numb looking at it all. All right. Well, anywho, um, this TWAB is, from what I can see, essentially sandbox preview for season 17? Because this is 16? Yes. Um, yeah, it's... Beginning May 24th, so a month away month and three days anyway uh it's yeah they go they they start off of course uh with their design goals essentially especially with these changes um again if you are really interested in some of this uh uh, glaives are being touched uh flinch and airborne gameplay are being touched uh tuning one hit kills in the crucible is of course being touched and general tuning for special ammo, exotic weaponry, legendary archetypes, and a slew of weapon perks. All right. So yes, um, they're doing a bunch of things. Uh, they are retouching glaives a little bit, um, more so than what they have already. Uh, most of it is going to be good. In fact, pretty much everything I've seen is pretty much going to be good on glaives. Um, they do give us a also a 
qualifier, quantifier, quantifier? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, they give us a number, essentially, on how much glaive shields uh, help uh, in damage reduction, or damage resistance, should I say, uh, the proper terminology here. Um, so in PvE, having your shield up on a grave, no, a grave, nice. <laughs> a grave glaive. <laughs> Right? So anyway, having your shield up in PvE gives you a 97.5% damage resistance. In PvP, it's a 75% damage resistance, which is quite nice. Um, in Season 17, the melee damage for the Glaive, which as they... Oh yeah, there's a whole bunch of other stuff um, on how they want glaives, of course, to interact. Uh, the melee of the glaive is not actually supposed to be part of the glaive certain stuff. Um, God, yeah. This is... Oof. Um, so one thing that they do want to kind of clarify is that they don't want the glaive's melee to benefit from weapon damage buffs. Uh, so like Rampage and things like that. They want that to be for the weapon part of the glaive, which is the shooty-shoot. Um, but certain melee damage buffs will, or should, apply to glaive melees, such as Winter's Guile and Worm God's Caress. So there is a way to buff the glaive's damage uh, through perks. It's just, it's not going to be like Rampage, Kill Clip, or Swashbuckler. Yeah. Um, which is fair. Which is also kind of what I suspected anyway, before any kind of conversation, because or confirmation, because that's just just the way Glaives actually did work. Uh, people suspected it to be a bug, but I thought it might have been a design thing, and that seems to be the case. But anywho, um, if you think a Glaive's melee is kind of weak, well, in PvE... They are buffing its damage by 25%, except for bosses and vehicles. So it is going to absolutely murder everything else. Yeah. So that's nice. Uh, they are reducing the energy drain speed while shielded uh, by 30%. So that should be pretty noticeable uh, if you're used to that. And they are increasing the projectile speed dependent upon the range stat of a glaive. Um, so even at zero stat, it will have an increase of uh, from 30 to 60 meters per second. And at 100 stat, it's increased from 80 to 100 meters per second. Mm. Yeah, these all seem Which, fun for me in PvE. Indeed. Um Because I've actually been using the glaive when I do the solo lost sectors whenever there's unstoppable and and uh, the projectile does pretty okay. And so if it's going to be even faster and more powerful, and then of course the shield effect too. Uh, I want to like yeah. glaives, and this gives me even more reasons to uh, consider them. Yes. Also, uh, all exotic glaives will be buffed in season seventeen. So rejoice, everyone. Um. See, Titans, the Glaive of Action. Um, players will now gain a Void Overshield while inside of the Glaive's bubble. Also, the Helm of Saint-14 will also apply its perk to the Glaive bubble like a Ward of Dawn. 
So that's going to be a nifty interaction. Uh, Warlock's Glaive, uh, Warlock's Edge of Intent is going to increase speed and acceleration of the healing turret projectiles to make them more consistent, presumably. Um, sadly, that's all Warlocks are getting. Hunters. The age of edge of concurrence age. Jesus, I can't speak tonight. Um they are tripling the damage of the wave detonation. And they are increasing the numbers of enemies it can change to from four to eight. And triple damage. Holy balls. It's massive. That's something for me to remember, especially if I stay hunter main next season. <laughs> Right? I mean, yeah, the the Edge of Concurrence already feels like pretty good and fun with the Chain Lightning. It's just it's tripling that damage. That's it's a little nutty. Um, also, um, so next. Glaives are done. Uh, next, uh, they're talking about Flinch. And uh, one thing that they're wanting to do is they're wanting to make flinch build craftable, essentially. The the more you want to fight against flinch, um, they want you to build towards that. So one thing that they're doing um, is that they're kind of retuning stability to give you flinch resistance on a weapon. It's not going to be your only source of flinch resistance, but it's going to help you uh, with flinch resistance. So having a higher stability will actually matter, I mean, even on mouse and keyboard, uh, where it's a little you know, hit or miss if you really need it. Um, it will actually make it far more valuable um, to start reducing the flinch. Oh, and also, uh, another area in which you're going to gain flinch resistance I'm um, talking about mixing up the build crafting uh, scene. Uh, your resilience is actually going to give you flinch resistance. Okay, I, I, that makes sense. Um, it's going to be zero, zero uh, percent at zero stat, and ten percent at a maximum one hundred resilience. So it's not a lot you get from resilience, but. Like they mentioned, it's the fact that with these two, um, you're going to feel the effect, like multiple, like smaller amounts of effects may not be as noticeable, but the more you stack on, it is going to become very noticeable. They give a couple of examples, like a uh, 100 stability stat, Suros Pulse Rifle, with Suros Energy Active, with a 10 resilience, no distraction, two unflinching pulse rifle armor mods and being buffed by a rally barricade will all give you a 90% flinch resistance. Um, on the other hand, a 70 stability stat hand cannon with five resilience and one unflinching hand cannon armor mod will give you a total of 39% flinch resistance. So still not bad, but yeah, it's going to be... Like I said, just the fact that you're going to be capable of like build crafting and loadout or loadouting, basically uh, for flinch resistance, is going to be pretty nice. Um, now, where I was 
reading off because, man, this list keeps on going. I am definitely not um, going over this in any kind of detail because, my God. Um, (laughs) Airborne gunplay. uh, They're talking about a lot next, um, which, again, they're wanting to build that or to bring that into build crafting. This is good news for me, guys. Uh, guess what? They're adding a hidden stat called uh, airborne effectiveness. Oh, <laughs> freaking yay! That's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I sense the sarcasm. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, there will be a brand new hidden stat. Um, which even the Icarus mod is going to start basically once this chain goes into effect. Um, even the Icarus mod will basically be adjusting this this hidden stat on a weapon. So yeah, it's um like I said, all this talk is a little nutty. Um, I didn't go in over in, in anywhere near enough um, detail, um, except for the fact that there are a lot of weapons. Um, like all exotics, um, I think the trials weapons, anything introduced in season seventeen and eighteen, will have like hand-tuned airborne effectiveness uh, stat numbers, while pretty much everything else before that is going to have a generic archetype uh, stat stat yeah. for them. So. Well, I think they have a good summary when you get down. Do you see the paragraph that starts with this means that in general, if you want good, I, I, it seems like they almost paraphrased there. It's down quite a bit. <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah, here it is. Hey, look at there. Um, also, I do notice this uh, redacted though. There's, there's been a, in this list, there's oh, yeah. quite a couple of redacted things, uh, hmm. such as apparently this leg armor. That's redacted, which will have plus 30 to fusion rifles and linear fusion rifles. Hmm, who's going to get those legs? <laughs> um, actually, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Warlocks. Let's see. Yeah, uh, this means in general that if you want good airborne effectively, say 70 stat, you should pick a weapon with a high stat, put Icarus on it, and either equip an exotic armor piece that helps or run a subclass aspect, fragment, or ability. Uh, if you want the best possible airborne effectiveness, you generally have to go all all in on weapon, exotic armor, and subclass. But again, if you really... Because again, what airborne effectiveness will effectively do is it's it's kind of like aim assist, but while you're in the air. So they're going to make uh, aerial accuracy a little less random. And the fact that you can still potentially hit shots if you have a good aim, but this airborne effectiveness will basically kind of a uh, function as like aim assist in the air where the more you have the easier it's going to be to hit your shots while in the air yeah that's kind of how i got it as i i, I half did read too. half skimmed people were writing things on twitter already saying like well supposedly if you're really good with your aim and and top tier players this may not affect them much um who knows um, but uh, but and then for everyone else, I guess you can build into it. <laughs> so if you really care, I didn't I couldn't really tell 
the word on the street, because I always like checking Twitter after, uh, most people seemed pretty positive about the change. There was a couple that I saw that weren't happy, uh, especially yeah. about something with Stompies. But uh, other than that, things were generally <laughs> positive. And I noticed Stompies on this list. Oh, ew. Getting, it's a, it's getting a nerf. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, it's going to give you minus 50 airborne effectiveness to any weapon you're holding. To be honest, it's fair because Stompies creates a very dominant aerial play game for hunters. So I can under actually understand why they do that. But also at the same time, screw you, Bungie. Jesus. <laughs> well, tell and, me how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I and, and this was, to be fair, yeah, one of the biggest complaints that I saw. And again, it wasn't like people aren't all up in arms, but this is one of the biggest things. And then also, and I don't know if this is like giving you spoilers away too, but they're they're already calling for the warlocks because the warlocks to get a nerf because we aren't with the Ophidian aspects so they think that's going to be the meta they're gonna we're gonna have the advantage um, next season so I mean that's fine get, let Ophidia have their yeah let let Ophidian have its uh, like time in the sun again I mean good lord it hasn't had its time to shine since I know, the rise how dare of Iron warlocks <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's that's I mean, fair that you're saying that Des that's really cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, for, yeah, for Warlocks in PvP, like, if you weren't running Ophidian Aspects, you were just dumb. I mean, because it was noticeable. Like, that's what I ran on my Warlock in PvP, because it was a noticeable, like, benefit to everything you were running. And you were just, you were kind of dumb, or just goofing around if you weren't using those. So, yeah, let them have a time in the sun again. Yep. I mean, they have a legacy, and they haven't. Good, good lord! Since when's last time you had heard anyone say, "Oh, I got to put on my Ophidian aspects"? <laughs> Let them do a thing again. Let them shine. <laughs> yeah. And then promptly nerf them into the ground after a while, because you know <laughs> it, it's going to happen. Because yeah. they're going to become the go-to exotic, and yep, yeah. You know. <laughs> you get your time in the sun, and then you're just gonna get. It's like whack a mole, basically. <laughs> they get their, they get their time to pop out. Yeah. yeah, they get their time to pop out, and then they get smacked back down with a hammer. <laughs> nice. Um, they're doing things with playlist weapons. Um, they're they're. Sunsetting? Uh, no, not quite. <laughs> no, I think I think they're either giving them origin the perks. Oh yeah, we're not to the other part yet. Sorry, there's also something coming later where some are going to be moved out of the pool. Oh yeah, well they yeah. know they do uh, because older weapons will be available from vendor rank packages or can't be yeah. focused, so they they can still be obtained. It's just you're not going to get them from random drops from the sounds of it. So. Which that's fair. Um, yeah, playlist weapons will also now have a chance to roll with extra traits in one or both columns, increasing the number of rank resets with that vendor during a given season. Uh, oh, make the rank resets a little bit quicker for for know, right? and gambit though. I we were having a conversation about this the other day. Shout out to Luma, and pretty much everyone agrees the crucible one is a respectable length, but the strikes and gambit one is. A, painful yeah 
it's it's a slog. I mean, but that's the thing because you can, in the time it takes to complete a normal gambit or strike, you can potentially do two crucible matches. So you're actually yeah. like competing in twice the amount of activities. So potentially, it's the same. I mean, supposedly it's the same amount. It's just you're completing more activities in crucible, so it doesn't feel that bad. So personally, I do agree though that gambit and vanguard need to be adjusted because they feel like a slog yes i'm we currently doing it now yeah i'm doing my nightfalls now um i'm at 8703 and that's only to my first reset and you need to do two to get the ornaments dude i don't even care about the ornaments know. anymore yeah i don't even care about the ornaments. like if the if they're continuing to do this thing and I, I, I'm not going to push myself. So. Anyway, well, hopefully uh, we'll hear better news for next season. They'll, they'll shorten it. Yeah, seriously. Uh, hopefully with the, the, yeah, with fewer people earning, like wanting to earn this stuff. So, I mean, but, but here's the thing. We, as a community, if you don't like it, don't do it. Like, you know, you have people like Sin that might not like it, but well, I gotta chase my shiny thing and get it because FOMO. Um, screw FOMO. Because if you don't get it, if you, they're putting this thing to pursue, and we're not pursuing it, then something has to change. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> Sin, you're adding to yeah, but it's also triumph points for getting them as well. So. So that part's worth it to you, is what you're saying? Yeah, uh, just oh, for that you didn't personal even sound challenge. Percent there. I want to. Is it worth it? That clip. I would rather be playing Crucible. I now I agree that they do need to be adjusted because I've reset my Crucible rank, but yet three times, and I haven't reset the other ones at once. I mean, but that's you, just ridiculous. But yeah, you're still you're still grinding for it. Yeah, I mean, you're still like creating. Now, no, but you're still creating that false sense that you want to pursue it. Not a false you sense. See, you want it. No, it. No, you don't. You want the triumph score. You just said yourself. You you said you it needs to change, but you're still pursuing it. That's the issue, yeah. though. But I can't. It's like these people, it's that, not going to change now. So why would I? Why would I well, take something away from me that I want? <laughs> But why why put yourself through the pain of grinding through something you don't want to do? Well, th that was another point yeah. I was making. I, mean... <laughs> I, I, think, I think Sin does think it's slightly more worth it, but sometimes people don't really think it through. And I wonder, Sin, if you were to really think it through, are those triumphs? And I'm not trying to say it's a stupid thing you're going for, but some people, when they really look at it, they're like, wait a second, was this triumph number score? really over the 51% mark that made it worth it for me. <laughs> you know? Now, granted, at the beginning of Destiny 2, I did nothing with Triumph score. I did, not, I did not chase it like I am now. And, I mean, you could definitely see that. Like, if you look at total Triumph score to, let's say, Alana, who's got a, what, 140-some thousand Triumph score. And, what, I'm 20,000 back of that. So there was a lot that I missed out in originally. I mean, I'm just looking at current available Triumph score, and that's kind of what I'm gauging. Like, it's like a small, friendly competition, right? 
Kind of like what I'm doing yeah, with that fire on the raid clears. That's what you've mentioned. So to you, it's more about the place in rank rather than just feeling good. You have a triumph score. It's like a personal achievement. It's more about the competition. Yeah, it's for me, it's a competition. I'd like to be competitive so, in that respect um, because I'm never going to be competitive but, in solo flawless. Like, I'll but, never get those. I've, yeah. I've tried. I've, but I've you got to remember, will you always have enough time to, you really got to have a lot of time to get that first place for Triumph Score because it's more about overall time in the game, you know, to get that first place. Yeah. And so hopefully your work and family life stays at a point where you can get that first place, you know. Well, I mean to be to be fair, everybody knows I like to multitask. So if I haven't there for a while I was multitasking a lot of it. If I had to do some activity to get a triumph score, I was working on warlock kills for a certain subclass. Same with Hunter. Doing an activity, working on something for that subclass, and just knocking them out that way. Because if I have to do one thing, I might as well do more than one thing at once and try to maximize. Well, yeah, and you time. do you do do a good job at that. But you know, eventually there'll be like the super hard ones, like the the flawless and the master raids and things like that. But yeah, yeah. those you obviously can't multitask, and I'm not actually doing a very good job multitasking now. Like I'm doing a, a nightfall on my titan, just because that's what I play the most is my Titan. And I should really be doing my Hunter or Warlock and getting grenade kills or whatever that else I need. I think I need more smoke bomb, trappers, ambush kills. All right, all right. Back, back on track. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> <laughs> back on track, Des. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> Resets. They suck. Fix them. That is all. And then let's see. Stat display update. Um, because yes. Wait. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, that's pretty much that seems to be it for the playlist weapons. Not a lot to be talked about there. Um Yes, the the stat display update. Um and, and I thought this was new, I just wasn't entirely certain, but now uh, your weapons actually instead of just displaying a bar will actually display the number that your stat is in that for that current weapon, um, which I thought was a fantastic change. It just doesn't quite fit into the UI. So you might have to, you know, uh, like flick your cursor to the other side of the screen to get to see the numbers. Um, but they do actually display the number for the stat bar, um, which I found I, I love. Uh, that change that is fantastic. So uh, they are actually going to be updating the bars themselves, also. Um, so instead of apparently the bars are kind of arbitrary uh, to compare, I guess better for uh, like hand cannon to hand cannon comparisons and you know similar weapon comparisons, essentially. Uh, but from what this says, that every st all weapon stat bars uh, will now display from a range of zero to a hundred now, and uh, in, in starting in the next season. So it will eliminate. They do mention it will eliminate a lot of errors, um, particularly on adept weapons, masterworks, and enhanced traits, and better conveys the bounds a weapon stat can exist within. 
Um, they say this is purely a display change. Uh, the weapon behaviors, of course, will not change at all. Um, it's just the bars. You should expect all existing weapon stat bars to look slightly different. So there is that. Um, I guess one example might be uh, if I can think off the top of my head, a, a, a shotgun stability um, is usually fairly uh, a fairly low. Um, why shotgun stability? Why not go for like a sniper rifle stability? It's it's usually like fairly a fairly low stat number, but its stat bar is again not on a zero to hundred scale right now. So yeah, either way, uh, it's actually also going to make comparing weapons from one to another, I guess, a little easier. Um, but still, apples to oranges and, you know, whatever. Um, the next bit is a long list of what they are going to do about one-hit kills and special weapon uptime, a.k.a. special ammo economy changes. And yeah. nerfs to shotguns. Yeah. I haven't even finished reading this, but yep. It's, 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 I mean, it starts with, uh, in particular, shotguns and fusion rifles are responsible for more one hit kills than we'd like in PvP. Which is actually kind of good news because that means fusion rifles have come up quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that, even though I love fusion rifles, but, uh, yeah, this is, this is, I don't even know yeah. how to parse all this. There's way too much in this area too. It's, but it's, a lot of pretty graphs. Yeah. Um yeah, all special weapons will have their inner accuracy significantly reduced and it will be harder for them to build up into aerial efficiency. Um that is one thing they do. Um ammo will always only about. drop with just enough for one kill. So whether that means one yeah. for a shotgun or fusion or two for a different type of special. Uh, one kill. <laughs> I would assume that would be just, yeah, like one for a shotgun, one for a fusion, one for a sniper. Mm -hmm. um, potentially one for a grenade launcher. And then I think it's really only glaives right now. Maybe trace rifles as well. That's same. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, glaives those are the ones mostly, that would probably yeah. get yeah, yeah, because it takes what two uh, yep. glaive shots to kill a person, so you'll probably get two ammo for a glaive. Yeah, um, in that instance, uh, they are also going to be uh, make them. They're going to make snipers snappier by default. So that's going to be by ten percent, uh, which is going to be the stow, the ready, and the aim down sight speeds are going to be increased by. 10%, and they will also be making a matching change to Snapshot, uh, which they say below, and I don't see it immediately, so yep, alright. Um, uh, sniper rifles have less access to have less access to ammo than shotguns and fusion rifles, where kill drops ammo right in front of you, so we think ammo scarcity will prevent snipers from spiking. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, they're tweaking... <laughs> Tweaking damage fall off, it sounds like for shotguns to be a little harsher. Um, fusions. Uh, again, tweaking damage fall off, uh, reducing recoil, 
I guess to make it a little kickier. I mean, lots of things here, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and they're doing things. Oh, they're retweaking charge times again. Oh, they're yeah, they're reshuffling fusions one more time. Um, high impacts are going to be slightly faster. Um, well, yeah, reduced unmodified high impact charge time from one to point nine six seconds. Um, and they're increasing the damage per burst by ten. Um, precisions will go from point seven four to point seven eight. Rapid fires will go from 0.46 to 0.5 and decreasing damage per burst by 20. But notice... Oh yeah, no, these are per burst. Okay, fair. So yeah. So they are, again, reshuffling. Uh, high impacts will be a little faster. Everything else will be just slightly slower. Or precisions and rapid frames will be just very slightly slower. Uh, shouldn't be too, too noticeable, though. Because we're talking like 0 0.04 seconds. Uh, if you can notice that, bravo. <laughs> um, they also look like they're increasing trace rifle damage against non-red bar combatants by 20%, which is going to be very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's very nice, actually. I just noticed that right now, but uh, yeah, that is good news. It's interesting. They say, I don't know if this is hinting to anything else, but we particularly want damage type reworks of the three oldest trace rifles to have a chance to shine this season and they're referencing season 17. So um, yeah, I, I don't know if that means anything where they're saying, oh, because they haven't been used, we want them to shine. But um, yeah, 20%. I mean, that Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, because uh, they did make mention that they're doing a lot of like exotic overhauls for weapons mm -hmm. that aren't being used. And yeah, Coldheart, Prometheus Lens, uh, I guess, yeah, Wave Splitter too. Um, I mean, they don't see use, really, because, oh, what's it called? The one from the tree from Season of Arrivals? No, not Divinity. One from the tree. Yeah. Um, 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 um. Ruinous Effigy. There yeah. we go. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That one's just fun. Eager Scepter is super fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they need to do something. And then, of course, weapon changes. They are changing stuff for weapons. Um, they're increasing damage fall off near distance, whatever the crap that means, by 0.75 meters on auto rifles. So I'm assuming they're going to work a little further. It says near distance, though, so I'm crap if I know this terminology. <laughs> Again, damage fall of near distance for pulse rifles. The damage fall of far distance remains 40 meters regardless of the range stat. Okay, so that's hard damage fall off. And, okay. Oh my god, thank you, Bungie. They will be increasing the lightweight, the 450 RPM, which is, I believe, also the exact same where the current raid exotic sits, I think is the lightweight firing rate. Um, so damage per bullet will go from 15 to 16. Which won't change optimal till kill time in PvP. But will reduce the number of crits required. Well, that's worthless. Kill time for lightweights <laughs> sucks in PvP. 
so why not just let it and eh, whatever thanks Bungie. <laughs> yeah, um you specifically tell us that <laughs> all right um they're doing stuff to zoom on submachine guns they say it's important i don't care about it personally but you know hey that's fine um, faster this is already taking forever <laughs> um they're changing precision frame hand cannons and how with the airborne functionality so there's that um ooh jesus um they're buffing machine guns like yeah. they promised yeah huge huge at least for the legendaries um, it, yeah. right legendaries uh will receive a 40% increase against PvE enemies and 20% increase versus bosses. So still like great stuff there. Xenophage and Grand Overture will receive this buff, will receive the buff except for the bonus versus bosses. So there's that. Um, because yeah, Xenophage, so many things. <laughs> um, they're fixing sword consistency. Uh, never mind, because that's stat. Never, yeah, that doesn't matter anyway. Um, and they're increasing the charge rate stat of Solo Scar from twenty to fifty to match Temptation's folk. So Solo Scar is actually going to technically get a, get better there. They're changing rocket launchers again because they don't feel like they're different enough. Um, so Precisions will get. Minus 10% damage, both on impact and detonation. High impacts will have no changes, and adaptive and aggressives will have plus 10% damage. Oh my god, exotics. And perks. We can always save it for another week, too. I was about to say, this. the rest of this is going to be... Next time, <laughs> because yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is so much uh, stuff to 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 go back through. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. No, if you're cool, yeah. I mean, we we'll, we we will get to it, and then plus there'll be more that we can kind of parse from it too. So, indeed, um, holy crap, though! <laughs> like just the fact that this isn't over yet. Yeah, like these sand these sandbox twabs are really getting to be like consistently eighty. They they are yeah, yeah. I I don't know what's going on. I mean, it's good, it's good, but then it's kind of getting to the point where it's like it's so much. People are starting to have second thoughts, second thoughts of like how they're going to go through it in in podcasts and things like that, and maybe just kind of take portions. You know, doing week by week. Uh, who knows? So, yeah, I mean, community asked for it. You want communication? They said, "Here you go." Well, the graphs are particularly nice, and those type of things that they show us are obviously pretty internal proprietary things. I'm sure they even have way more specialized ones, but I think it's even awesome they're showing us this much. You know, yeah, like indeed. showing the breakdowns of everything and uh, with the exotics and stuff. So. We want to hear from you what you think of the, the changes we talked about so far. You can talk about the exotic changes also, and then that'll be a good follow-up for us for next week or when we, when we get to it on what you like, which ones you may have concerns about, and or any other questions about the above. Have questions ready for us is what I'm getting at. <laughs> Write them in the Discord. Whew. Are, are, we, are we okay? 
Deep breath. <laughs> we're good. Though to- I yeah. will say. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, we're going to get to that next week. Um, also, as a little tidbit and a teaser, Eyes of Tomorrow is getting a thirty percent damage buff against bosses and champions. Wow, I I missed that one myself. <laughs> yeah, see, there's so much. <laughs> That that plucked out to me. It's like it's going to be useful in strikes. Mm. I mean, that's it. It's really yeah. not going to be useful in strikes. But hey, you can use it in strikes and have fun. Yeah, maybe right even on. potentially GMs. Well, anyhow, but yeah, this, it's it's going to be a lot um, to still go through um, because there's the sandbox changes. There's apparently more weapon talks. Um. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, because uh, loot pools, loot pool differences will also, and ability tuning. Oh, uh, we'll say uh, Gambit Labs, Moat Thief is coming up. Oh, yeah, we do want to tell people. April 26th? Um, yeah. yeah, 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 so that's that's recent enough that will... Um, so normal moat drain from having two blockers disabled. Instead, every second the invader is invading, one moat drains directly from your bank to the invader's bank. Yeah, so I'll be thief. checking that out. Um, I did play a little bit of the last Gambit Labs. It didn't feel drastically different to me, really. You just couldn't. I of course just couldn't tell like when. I couldn't predict when we were going to be able to invade or get invaded, but it still didn't feel. It still felt like Gambit, you know. Gotcha. Unlike uh, unlike capture point trials, which felt very different because all of a sudden you had different mentality and different tactics to approach a match in. And this just, of course, I was also playing with Blueberry, so, you know. But it just didn't feel very different other than Gambit. So. Yeah. A- any follow up thoughts on that, Sin? I actually did not hop in it. I was hoping to. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think it changed the dynamic too much um what was it you once you bank a certain amount instead of you getting the evade your uh, opposing team gets the invasion mm-hmm. it does change up the strategy just a hair but i wouldn't say not too much to make it uh, noticeable to make a difference either way i saw a funny meme on twitter something like it, it's like the thing that says bungie we're listening to feedback about gambit and then they say on the next line so next season we're going to have uh, I, I forget the exact wording, but like a 10 damage gate boss with a continuous open portal. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was a little funny. Sorry. Kind of funny. No, it is. It is. <laughs> all right. Because that's all we need is more damage gates. <laughs> um, Might as well just have the portal open the whole time too during during DPS. <laughs> Oh, oh wait, and there was a patch on Tuesday that I completely didn't... Uh, whatever. Um, also, if you're looking at the TWAB, go down to the end and check out the human-looking Sathona. Creepy. Yeah. It's, instead of a worm, it's like a... Uh, child in swaddling clothes or whatever. Swaddling? Mm-hmm. Swaddling. I guess that's... Yeah, anyway. yeah. yeah it's uh, super creepy. Good luck having dreams. And also, um, speaking of trials, labs, and capture zone, that's coming next. Oh yeah. So by the time this is out, that that will 
be on his way out. So I don't know why I felt the need to cover that. When is Guardians? Hey, there you go. Start? That's what I'm. Not that it's oh. super amazing, but that's what I'm looking forward to next. Not, well, they don't mention it, so I'm guessing not this coming, but probably next reset. Yeah, like I, I said, think they mentioned it recently. earlier. They didn't do like a calendar, but I think they did give a date like in text at some point. At some point they did, and it is coming up fairly soon. Yeah. I That's think it's thinking. the first full week of May. Yeah, not this reset, but the next, I think. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm thinking. Because yep. like I said, if Guardians games was coming up, of course they would at least mention oh, yeah. club. So, okay, yeah. So next 12, I'm sure will be Guardian Games. Probably not too much of the big news, but who knows? We may still get more because we're we're rounding up a month, but we'll do more follow-up on the weapon stuff yeah. and then whatever else there is. I mean, they're starting with Sandbox, and that's sometimes some of the first stuff they uh, start teasing the next season with is the Sandbox stuff. So I don't count on having a lot of, a lot of information. Um except for potentially, I guess, an announcement that information will start rolling in. Um, but, yeah. Who awesome. knows? Because could be the season for the meaty of twabs. Sin, wake up. Live update. Well, what I'm are you awake. doing to close uh, out? We, we did have a uh, note from Laz in the uh, this channel here uh, two days ago. Uh, reply, lore talk. He said he was intrigued by the Bungie team being uber excited about next season's story. He said, I mean, obviously you should be excited about the product you put out, but to see multiple staff members across multiple departments express a heightened level of excitement, put a question mark there. I don't know if that's really a question, but he says it's hard not to be hyped. I'd agree. Indeed. Um, it, it is hard not to be hyped, and I think somewhere I had a challenge of predicting. Well, there was a challenge to predict the next season was. Did we cover that last week? I don't know. I, my memory is awful, so I apologize. Um, and if that's not even a thing, um, I, I, I don't know. Sorry, say your question. I'm not even sure what you're asking. I don't know if we went over because I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, I started questioning myself and mumbling yeah. a little bit. So, it's um, but no, there was a potential question thing about predicting. Um, the story for the next season. Oh, well, like I that plot. is that is on another podcast. That was question. yes. I mean, maybe for us too. But I mean, uh, I, yeah, I could have completely stolen it because I I, I do threaten to steal questions. So uh, anybody want to make a guess? <laughs> I'm just going to be lame and go off of the guess of one of those leaks. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say it right now, but. <laughs> the fair but that's what i want to do i haven't read those i haven't read many leaks so i don't know but i'm going if 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 i had to gather a guess um the only thing i could get because i'm not going to guess specifically like exactly or yeah i'm not going to be able to guess like exactly and specifically but i'm going to say it's going to involve uh Zivurath. She's been teased for a while. Yeah, I mean, she's been teased with a while, and we just had like a major encounter, sort of, with her, like trying to potentially trying to break into the throne world. So, uh, if anything, I'm we might be starting to deal directly with Zebra Roth's army. Is going to be my guess. 
that's respectable. And and this is not leak stuff right here. I I actually wasn't going to say anything about. I don't even remember most of the leak stuff. But <laughs> a good good speculation talk though is maybe because we had the Vox mission and there's more talk about Callus lately than maybe oh, there's, yeah. there's something there going on. Because why bring this in all of a sudden? You know, right? That's a good point. That's a good point. And would we have two seasons in a row for hive themed? I don't know that it matters there because a lot of times too, even in when we've had seasons in the past, there's been one set of enemies that are the seasonal activity, but then it seems like there could be another set of enemies that are the story, if that makes even makes sense. But yeah, I mean, that's like teaming up with one and killing the other. You know what I mean? So there's kind of two sets of not enemies per se, well, but yeah, yeah, because the season of the splicer was that way because it was yeah. technically a fallen um, story. Or should I say a Lixney story? But it was definitely Ooh. Vex enemies. Fighting the Vex, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's still like an Elixney like story. But yeah, we were against yeah. And eventually taken as well, sort of. Actually, no, yeah, there was taken yep. starting to appear appearing in so yeah, so God, my brain's everywhere right now. Anyhow. No, that's okay. But we do need to start wrapping it up. Um, but let let us know. Like I said, we'll, we'll you know, there's lots of good talk. And hey, this is a tease too because we want things for people to turn into for the next episode. Not that there isn't Thank other you. good enough reasons, but uh, please let us know what you think and uh, look forward to talking about this more in the upcoming weeks. So... Uh, sure. Sin, did you give your live update though? What you're doing in the game, and then you can close this out. Oh, live update! I'm just uh, putzing around in this nightfall because it, it's going fairly quick. I'm just doing adept. I'm uh, just over. All right, boring. 000. Yeah, no, it is kidding. boring. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it's getting boring. But I'm just like staring at the screen, moving my controller, and going, and that's that's about the extent of it. And falling asleep, nodding your head. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, that's awesome. Um, Sin, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me in Am the I Discord. You are mixing it up a little bit. They can find me in the Discord. Next to you two lovely gents, all green and at the top, oof size large, or over on Twitter at Sin underscore media. Des the Trois Braven. Do your thing. Um. Uh, oh, uh, you're there. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> sorry. Things happening. Um, things. Things. Stuff. Um, yes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DS underscore Raven. Uh, you, of course, find me in the Discord, in the places. Um, and I guess since I didn't get to say too, too much earlier, also, um, things might uh, start starting to be look up with the job. Uh, things are getting a little easier. So, yes. yeah. Things might actually like start getting done and um Yes. Like looking up in general, you know? Nice. Might yes. be able to find my more motivation more. So that's going to be fantastic. Um so yeah. Kingsley. Yes. Alright, you can find me as Kingsley Mac all the places. Except for on Twitter where I'm MC Kingsley. Now you can find our show with all our links, information, how to join the clan, the Discord, all of the above. Either on Twitter at the Guardian Hub 
or on our lovely website, theguardianhub.com. The best hub on the net. Thank you, Sin. Thank you, Des. And thank you, everyone, for listening to our humble, lovely show. (laughs) We really appreciate it, and we look forward to uh, talking to you again next week. Have a good one. Bye. Later. Later.